Hello and welcome to what I think I'm going to call the Mono Green Podcast. It's a little play on, uh, well it's not a play on anything. It's from a little card game known as Magic the Gathering, where there are five different colors, and each of those colors does something cool within the game, and I like the color green. And my favorite color of deck that I like to play is green. And when you just play a green deck with no other colors, it's called mono green. Just like all the other colors are mono whatever the color is. So I think that's what I'm going to go with. And let's get into this episode. So in this episode, or in this part, because I think I want to do it in parts even though that sounds really weird, even though it says to the right of this recording box, your episode, I'm going to go with part because I like the sound of it better. In this part, I want to talk about a game that I that is near and dear to me, and it's called League of Legends. Now, a lot of people might argue that it's a dead game, which is a huge joke in the community, but it couldn't be any further from the truth because it's actually doing quite well in other parts of the world. Getting ahead of myself again, let's talk about where I got started and who got me into the game. Well, one day about six years ago, yeah, it's going to be six years already, I was perusing YouTube, and I was recommended a guy by the name of Legend of Gamer. He was playing a game called League of Legends, and I clicked on it because the character in the thumbnail video looked very interesting. I don't remember what it was, but I watched it, and this game looked so fun. You versing an opponent on a team of five to race to see who can get to the other's base and destroy it faster. I say that, and it sounds like a war game, but it's not. It is a fantasy game called a MOBA. I forgot what MOBA stands for at the moment. (laughs) Multiplayer Online Battle Arena, there we go. And it's a team-based game where you and four other people are each in a certain part of this map or this playing arena and you have your own opponent that you fight against. You have a character with four distinct abilities and one passive ability and you fight against this person while destroying little minion creatures that give you gold so that when you go back to your base, you can buy items and upgrade yourself, in a sense. You buy uh, weapons and armor that make you stronger and more durable to certain types of damage. Uh, There are two types of damage, but there is one other type of damage. There is physical damage, which is that of hitting somebody with a giant sword, and magic damage, which is hitting them with a spell. Now, sometimes uh, 
characters have, or what they're normally called champions, sometimes they might have a, f- a physical-looking attack that does magic damage, as well as physical damage. But anyways... The third type of damage is called true damage, which is damage that cannot be uh, defended against. That is why it's called true damage. True damage, when it says it does that amount of damage, it will do that amount of damage, whether you have armor or magic resist. Anyways, a little off topic there. That's just describing a little bit of the game. The game goes way more in-depth than that, and where I started after watching this man called Legend of Gamer, I got the game. I played for a while. I got a character that was way too complicated for somebody who was just playing. I got told how bad I was and that I should stop playing, and I did. My feelings got so hurt that I stopped playing. And that leads me into my next topic. (sighs) I'll try to keep on topic for this episode, but with my feelings towards this game, that might happen a little more than once. But I hope you can handle it. (laughs) So, if I left the game, why am I talking about it now? Well, I actually went back to the game. Again, Legend of Gamer was recommended to me after I stopped watching him and unsubscribed because it hurt my feelings too much to watch the game that I was told to stop playing. I get recommended his video again. Or a video from him again. I watch it. I say, you know what? I want to try this game again. So I come back and re-download the game. But this time, I find some people that want me to join them in playing the game. A group of three, four other people, I, I believe. So I join them, and in League, there are levels. Back when I first started playing, there were 30 levels, and the whole thing behind it was... You got certain milestones up until, I think, level 15, where you got uh, a few different things that they were sprinkling new information on you so that you didn't get flooded with all this information all at once when you started playing. And once you hit level 30, you could play ranked, which is competitive. You know, you play for uh, an icon that tells you how good you are compared to other people, just like every other type of competitive thing in the world. But getting back to this group of people, they they were nice at first, a nice group of guys to play with, and they got me to level 30. Not like they they dragged my butt up to level 30, but with them I learned stuff. They taught me some things, and once I hit level 30, then I started to realize that these guys were a lot more toxic than when I first met them. I would do something 
uh, not very smart, and then they would yell at me, and then I wouldn't do something where they thought I could do something, and they would yell at me. At a certain point, I decided I don't want these people abusing me in this game that I enjoy. It's just a game. I want to just play it, you know, have fun. And that's when I realized you don't have to listen to what people say about you playing a game that you want to play. Somebody says something mean, just ignore them or mute them. There's a chat feature in the game, and that's how originally somebody told me to stop playing. They typed in chat, you suck, stop playing. I didn't know until the second time around that you can mute people so you don't have to see what they say. And that is the greatest thing I found out in this game is that you don't have to listen to anybody. If you want to play the way you want to play, you play that way. Just don't troll or be a rude person in game. Don't be those other people. Do what you want to do. Have fun. So, after that whole ordeal with the uh, people that I started playing with, I moved on to learning the game on my own. On my own terms. Picking up characters and... Or picking up the champions. Sorry. I like to refer to them as champions because that's what they're called. I liked to pick out the champions that I thought looked the coolest, and I thought their kit, uh, their abilities, were pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, I won't beat around the bush. I like looks and things of that nature over how good it could be in terms of uh, how good it is against other champions i'm not into the the meta like other people um knowing the best strategy for the game and playing the exact perfect champions that are really good at that moment in time i like to play what i enjoy and what i enjoy is what looks cool and what characters i think are cool by nature, uh, their personalities, and the things that they say in-game. So, when I was playing with the people, uh, back then, there was only really one way to play, and that was normals. Normal blind pick, which is, you have two teams, uh, when you enter, you have to <laughs> you have to type out in chat where you're going to play, and me and my slow potato computer always enter the room last. So I was left with the most unplayed role, support. And so, as a support, I always picked, whenever I could get a new champion, I would buy support champions. So my first couple of champions were Nautilus and Karma. Some... I don't play them now, but in situations where I play support or feel like playing support or in one of the other game modes called ARAM, where you're giving a random champion, if I end up with those two, I'm really happy because those are champions that I'm comfortable with. 
And they're the first champions I ever really learned. And they'll always have a special place in my heart. So those two ended up being my first experience in the game, pretty much. Now, a couple years later, they came out with Draft Pick, which I cannot, I cannot see them reverting from this change, and I cannot imagine enjoying this game as much as I do now without it. I'd still play it because I love the game so much, but without Draft Pick, it would be... I would never play uh, the main game mode ever again, really. In Draft Pick, you enter a queue, you pick the roles that you want to play, and you wait until it finds a game for that role for you. So there are five roles. Top, Jungle, Middle, uh, Bot, and Support. So when I started doing this, I did Jungle because that's the one that I thought looked the most fun to me and the one that I thought I was going to get into. Well, uh, I tried for a very long time, but I am a very, very bad jungler. In my eyes, a jungler is the one that helps out the entire team. In professional play, I'm pretty sure most of the time they're relegated towards top. They're helping their top laner. So that top lane is more of two people instead of just one. And the one who has the most top pressure usually wins the game. So when I was new, I I didn't know anything. And picking jungle, I think, is one of the most difficult things you could do as a new player. In that, you have to help your entire team, pretty much, you know, from, from my point of view. It was helping everybody, and I'm not one that likes to involve myself in a lot of conflict or in things that uh, I think I cannot do. So going to help another teammate, if I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to help them, Ugh, the, uh, the opponent that they're facing is too far away, when I come in, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to walk walk into their lane and the enemy's going to walk away and it was going to be a failure. So things like that, it hindered my jungle play. <clears throat> but I, I kept playing because I thought maybe I'd get better. Well, I find a man, the myth and the legend, named I'm a cutie pie. And another one who uh, I guess people know. Double lift. So I start watching them, and they're both bot lane mains. They play bot lane along with a support. Uh, it's also known as AD carry or attack damage carry. Pretty much the person on the team who's supposed to deal the, the most damage and take out the tanks and the squishy people the fastest. Well, after a while, I f started playing that role and found that I really liked it. It was a lane where you were with another person, somebody who was there to help you and give you an advantage uh, in the lane. You know, either buffing you or uh, stunning the enemy, holding them in place while you do your damage. They also 
sometimes can help you farm, uh, killing the little minion guys so that you get your gold faster and better than the other guy. And I really loved it. It was like this really cool realization, like, oh my god, I love this role. Now, bef- just before that, I dabbled in all of the roles, and I still do. I can say that I play bot lane more than I have any other role, but when it comes down to it, if I need to play another role, I can, because I was very lost when I was playing Uh, I never really thought that I fit anywhere in the game. I thought I wasn't good enough for that role or when I was practicing it and uh, looking at other people play, I was like, I don't see my my progress reaching that point. Or when I was practicing and comparing myself, it was like, oh, I'm not that good. Maybe I should move to a different role. Well... Once I got to bot lane, I started finding the champions that I liked the most. And the champion that is my main and that I love the most and I think is the coolest is Misfortune. Now, Misfortune is a typical female character in a video game. Most people would say over-sexualized and just that female character to an extent um yeah if you looked at her picture you would say well yeah she's over sexualized and for the beginning of league's history yes i would say that that's a hundred percent true that's what they did but now with how they reworked her story and yes each champion has their own story that they sp- painstakingly work months on alongside with their art and all the stuff that they do in game they changed hers recently and they made her what mm, i would call a femme fatale which is like a very beautiful woman and very deadly you don't know how good she is at her job until she shows you Now, she's a pirate woman. She was a pirate captain, and she lives in an area of the world in this game called Runeterra. Or not Runeterra. That's the the name of the entire world. I feel dumb now. She lives in an area of Runeterra called Bilgewater, which is the piratey, McPiratey, McPiratin area of the world. That's where all the pirate guys are, and that's where all the scum live. But I enjoy it. I think it's an amazing part of the world, and I think she fits in very well. Uh, You might ask why? And that's because she is a beautiful woman amongst all of these, you know, sailors and all these low-life criminal types, and she's the head of I'm pretty sure I didn't do any fact-checking before this. She's a leader of a group in Bilgewater, and she uses her looks to draw in the very dumb uh, lower-life people, lower-life guys who are just, you know, drawn to beautiful women. 
Anyways, the part in us in the story they made a little comic about. They showed her talking to one of the other heads of one of these groups, and she was dressed beautifully, you know, in a pretty dress, and they were talking, and at some point, there was uh, an answer to a question that she wanted. She asked him something, I don't remember. She gave He gave her the answer, and after that, I think that there was a gun battle, but in that moment, it was like, that's when it clicked. I think the fact that she is this beautiful woman, this quote-unquote over-sexualized female character in this game, but she's smarter than that. She knows how to plan, how to scheme, how to deceive with her looks. It's something interesting that, I mean, you can say you've, you've seen it a lot, but in my eyes, I haven't seen it a lot. And that's what draws me towards her. She's a beautifully, a beautifully well-made character in the sense that she's a beautiful woman. The art for her, all of her skins, the different skins that you can have on your character, on your champion, they're well done, and they look amazing. And each time... That I look at each of those pictures for those skins, I think, yes, I can see that part of her character in that way in the skin. Somebody who draws in the unsuspecting, the unknowing, the dumb, gets what she wants out of them, and then kills them. Like a beautiful spy, uh, like Widowmaker in, you know, the Avengers movies, and... Marvel Comics, and I think they did a good job of leaving her the way she was, you know, the over-sexualized female character, and saying, you know, we can work with that, and it was really cool, and I enjoyed it, and that's why she's my favorite character. So, now I want to talk about the state of the game... It's progress, really, uh, with from when I started and what I know where it started in general before I started playing, and up until a certain point. I think that they've done a great job with this game. They have brought a game that is constantly updated, constantly evolving and changing with different new champions... And with all these different things that they throw into the game, items, and recently the different runes, I won't go into much detail about them, but basically they're uh, something that adds stats to your champion before you go into the game, so that while you're starting the game, you have a certain advantage in certain areas that you want. But... I think that they've done a wonderful job with this game. Lots of people like to complain. <laughs> I say complain, but uh, they have their right to think that this game that they started playing way back in, uh, I can't remember, 2011 or something, 2010, that this game that they played back then 
that they loved so much has changed and evolved and become so different than what it was originally to them. It would be as if a AAA gaming studio came out with a game and each year they updated graphics and added new content and you said, I wish that I could play the first version of this game instead of what they've made it. And I get that. Uh, If Nintendo had originally released The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, my favorite game of all time, but updated it and kept making a newer version of the game and you couldn't play the older versions of the game, I think... I don't think I would be really happy with that. So... The people who think like that, they they have the right to their opinion to think like that. But I think if they didn't do that with this game in this day and age, they wouldn't be around anymore. It would have died a long time ago, and it wouldn't be as big as it is now. One of the things that they started doing recently, more often recently because I've done it before, is Champion Reworks. Now, back in 2011, I believe, when they first made the game, that was... <laughs> that's actually quite a long time ago for a computer game. Honestly, the graphics weren't amazing at all. They were pretty bad, and so were the character models. And as they kept updating the game and coming out with new champions, the champions steadily started looking better and better. And they realized that the older champions weren't holding up to the newer ones. So they started to rework them. Uh, Some of them only got slight visual updates so that they would look as sleek as the new ones did, the new champions. But some had some questionable abilities that at the time they thought were good, but realized that they were very abusable and very overpowered. So, their first rework, I believe, was Scion. The Undead Juggernaut, I believe, is his uh, title. He's basically an old warrior that was resurrected for the purposes of war. That's his new story, I believe. But before, he was a weird, weird character. I have no idea what he was like, because I never played back then. But now, he's much different than he used to be. They started doing this more often, because... Well... They needed to. The the old characters are starting to get outdated. And yes, I... I enjoy the character reworks. I think they're amazing. Some people who they main their that champion that they rework, sometimes they don't like it. The one example that I heard about was a champion by the name of Fiora. I think her title is the Duelist. She's basically a very fancy fencer, uh, but also with more techniques and other stuff. It's not just fencing. Uh, but she is supposed to be the greatest swordsman alive. And so they wor- reworked her with that in mind. But they changed her into more of a cocky, 
I can't be beat and nobody will ever beat me type of attitude. When originally it was more of a, I'm, (laughs) if you want to think of it this way, more of an anime type style attitude where she was wanting to be, wanting to be the best. Like no one ever was. She was more aspirational. It wasn't that she thought she was better than everybody else. She just wanted to be better than everybody else in the sense of, I want to be the best swordsman around and I want my skills to be unparalleled. And now it's like, I am the best swordsman around and nobody can beat me no matter what. And a lot of people were upset by that because they liked how she was originally then they don't really like her now. I'm sure some people have went back um, and they enjoy how she's played now. But when it first happened, there were some very upset people. Now, the other thing that I like about these reworks is they put a fresh coat of paint. Well, maybe that's not entirely true. They they make something that was old and maybe not the best into something better. And this is kind of where the same type of people who enjoyed the game back then also, I think, are the same people who don't like the reworks. They wish that the old champion was back. And st- That's where I have to draw the line and say, no, the new champions, I think, are much better. They they have a better sense of balance uh, and a better sense of allowing new players to enjoy the game because now they've decided to make new champions the more difficult champions to learn. They're more complex and more focus, focused towards the professional side or the higher-end side of players where they know how to do everything with anything that's thrown at them, pretty much. And I think what Riot, the company who makes this game, I think what they want to do is turn the older champions into the beginner-friendly champions, which I'm okay with. I enjoy... I've enjoyed all of their reworks so far. Uh, I know some of the champions that they've reworked have largely stayed the same in some ways. Um, They like to keep some of the core elements of a champion in place. Some of their abilities are pretty much the same. Uh, Sometimes all of them are and they only change one or, you know, just a mixture of a lot of things. Uh, I know their most recent rework, Akali, is one of the champions, I think is an exception to the, we want to make this uh, accessible to new champions, because she's very, not very, she's pretty complex, and if you don't play her right, you can mess up a lot. <laughs> but, I rambled on long enough about this part, so we'll move into the next part. I talked about what I thought of the progress of the game that they've been doing over the years, but now I want to talk about the current 
state of the game, what they've done recently with it, and what I think about that and where I hope they go with the game. Now, recently, they changed the runes that I mentioned before. Stats that you get before you play. Well, it's more so you get stats in the beginning of the game so that your character feels more powerful or uh, they add some certain flair to the stuff that you do so that you can do more damage or you can protect from certain types of damage or specific types of champions. And I thought it was okay at first. And now they're kind of changing the runes so that they're somewhat like the old ones were. Before it was you had runes and masteries. The runes gave you the flat stats, and the masteries gave you those extra flares, the protections, and the more damage. And when they made the new runes, it's just runes, and the runes gave you stats along with the flare. And now they're making it so that the runes give you the stats and the flares, but you can choose what type of damage or resistance that those stats are. Which I kind of feel like is a, is a bit of a backpedal, though it is still different. Um, I know lots and lots of people liked the old system and that they felt like they really didn't need to do it. They didn't need to change it like they did. They needed to tweak the original system, which, now that I think about it, I kind of miss the old system as well, and I wish they would have tweaked it more. But maybe I'm wrong, and that the new system that they're going to implement within the next month or so? I don't remember. But I hope the new system picks up the slack where the uh, where the reworked runes kind of slip and fell, in a sense. Um, but moving on from that, now the next big thing that I want to talk about is the change that they made recently to the bot lane. As a bot lane player, these changes kind of hurt me, and... I've kind of stopped playing the main game mode and moved towards the other one called ARAM. All random, all mid. Yeah, that's it. All random, all mid. Everybody gets a random champion. There's one lane on a different map, and you're all team fighting. Everybody is in one place. You're all working together to get to the enemy team all at the same time. No different lanes, no nothing. Now, the changes that they made to bot lane were, I think, nerfs to damage and items and changes to items and new items, so on and so forth. Those changes really made an impact in bot lane for, I, I don't know how long it was. I want to say it was at least a month or longer. Bot lane didn't have bot lane champions. And what I mean by that is, bot lane usually has ranged champions. They're, they have guns or a bow or some sort of ranged attack. Something where you can stay far away and hit your enemy or 
stay far away and get your farm by killing the minions. And they were so crushed by this change that you saw melee bruisers, which are uh, champions that get close and do uh, up close and personal damage, but are somewhat tanky. They have health or they build some sort of resistances. And with the bot lane champions having their damages nerfed and items changed so that some of them were more expensive and that they didn't do as much damage, you were basically just fighting a tank as a normal bot laner. So what it ended up being was the bot lane changed up a lot. A lot of people enjoyed it. Um, and I was okay with it. People were having fun in a different, new, cool way, but I never knew how to really play those types of champions, so I I just couldn't play in that lane anymore. I tried playing mid, which I did do a lot of before I became a, a bot lane player, which is where my love of two champions came from, but I won't talk about them now. But even mid... It wasn't the same as bot lane. I didn't have that support there that was helping me. I didn't have somebody to interact with while playing, which... I don't know. That's just how I felt. But I was happy that other people were enjoying the game in a different way. I just decided to move into a different place. But now, things are kind of back to normal, which is okay. But I've kind of grown accustomed to the shorter games and the randomness and being able to build a champion, building different items than you normally would on that champion. And it's so fun. <laughs> you can play more games and have more fun that way. And now I'm kind of addicted to it. But that's what my thoughts are on the current state of what's happening now and my thoughts on what they're going to do with the new season, uh, preseason, they're changing ranked, and now I've played ranked before. I've gotten ranks. I'm not the best player in the world, I I will admit. The changes look really cool. They've It used to be the ranks were bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, masters, and challenger. I think that was all of them. And now they added two more. Iron, which is before Bronze, and Grandmaster, which is between Master and Challenger. They also have new emblems to show your rank. And you can get uh, upgrades to those icons, quote-unquote. Uh, extra little pieces of flair that are on that emblem. And those look really cool. I will admit, they look really awesome. I don't know all of the changes that they're going to do, but from what I've seen and read, I don't have any notes in front of me to check them out, but from what I've seen, this new season really makes me want to play ranked. Before, I never really wanted to because the only thing that kind of got you to play ranked was, I want to be better. I want to be better at this game, and I want to... I want to see how far I can get, or in some people's cases, I want to be better than everybody else. 
and I'm really excited for this next season. I really am. I I have an on and off relationship with League where sometimes I get into it and I'll play it every single day at least three or four times for quite a while. And then sometimes I'm interested in other games and I'll play them. But League will always be my f- one of my favorite computer games. It's it's a game that I would tell other people, hey, you should try to play this game. If you like it, keep playing. And it's the one game I'd be like, hey man, there's this awesome game, and if you want to try it, and maybe we can play together. <laughs> it's It's become a very important game to me. Just like The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time is my favorite game of all time, and it has made a big impact on my life. Within recent years, League of Legends has made a big impact on my life. It's got me through a lot of stuff, a lot of depression and sadness. And it's helped me make a few friends. It's, It's a great game, and I enjoy it. And I suggest other people try to play it. But I have one piece of advice for anybody who does try to play it, who has never played it before, and maybe people who have played it before. Don't let other people get to you. If you see somebody talking badly to you, being mean to you, putting you down, ignore them. They don't rule your thoughts on a game that you want to play for fun. If somebody's having a bad day, that's one thing, and you can ignore them, and hopefully they'll have a better day. But somebody who's just being mean to be mean because that's how they want to vent, and and that's how they want to get out their feelings, you don't need that. You can play a game for fun because you want to, because that's what games are. They're for fun. Not to take too seriously. I mean, if you want to play competitive, sure, go play competitive. But don't bring down other people who are trying to have fun. So if you listen to this whole thing, I would like to say thank you. And I hope you listen to the other things that I'm going to put out, hopefully. (laughs) So I'll talk to you again later on the Mono Green Podcast. I think I'm going to enjoy that name. All right. See you later.